0: Back to a new episode of Little Geek Lost. We are deep in the summer of horror. I am doing tons of horror movie watching and horror movie marathons and that is what this one is. This is another horror movie marathon. This one is found footage. Um, The thing with found footage movies is I find they're either good or bad. There's not a whole lot in between. Um, There is you know, different veins of them. There's like the supernatural ones, there's monster ones, and there's just, there's everything. And I think that it's because, because found footage should be so easy to do, right? You don't you need like less of a budget because there's less effects, I guess, on screen. There's less camera operating. You can basically just give people cameras to use like they do in some of them. They just use GoPros, um, which is like, I guess, a newer thing if it's an older one you probably just have like a one camera standard kind of thing so you know you can get away with having a cheaper budget for them or you can go more big blockbuster style found footage ones where you have you know again like it's just kind of like a one person shooting it kind of deal but you have a lot more of the special effects thrown in or different quality cameras or whatever um in today's day and age <laughs> everyone has a cell phone so most people are recording with their cell phones or their devices at some point someone's taking a video on their cell phone so really there could be a lot more found footagey type stuff <laughs> and i guess that that's what stuff like like vine at the time was which is now you know turned into i guess like instagram's igtv as well as youtube and everything else um anyone can make movies anyone can make videos so I wanted to talk about found footage movies as as a topic as a whole um, again I picked five movies to watch which is kind of what I'm doing for these marathons um, most of them are pretty good I don't think there was really a bad one in the bunch a couple most of them I'd already seen before so I it was kind of like a rewatch for me but it was good um, found footage I'm not overly a huge fan of um I think that it needs to be done right to be for me to be a fan of it and there's a lot that aren't (laughs) done right there's a lot that are done wrong or horrible or whatever um but I think that these ones that I picked you know were mostly good uh, good examples of it um so yeah so we are going to sort of just get into right into it um I'm starting off right, right off the bat with my favorite, personal favorite found footage movie for me that sort of started out the genre. The first one that I found, there's other ones that people talk about before, but for me, the source is The Blair Witch Project. Original, 1999, loved it. I I saw it in the theater. I was lucky enough not to be one of the people who got sick or puked because I don't get sick watching cameras that are jerky move around a lot. A lot of other people did. And for me, I think too... What makes the Blair Witch Project so special is the build up. It's all how they marketed it as as real. There was documentaries, there was a website that was made that had like real information and you kind of were thinking, you know, like this probably isn't real, they probably wouldn't you know, make a movie out of footage that they found for people that had died or their families wouldn't let them do it. But in the back of your head you're like, well maybe they did. Maybe this is real. There's all this marketing and effort put into it. Um there's a very low budget movie for them to make, which is super awesome because, you know, it it goes to show you that with what you do you can you can make a great movie. So just as an example, their budget was sixty thousand dollars and a box office they made two hundred and forty eight million dollars. So <laughs> It was definitely a success. Um, I think that also with the success of it was they kept the lead actors out of like the spotlight, right? So I mean usually when there's a movie you have people out there promoting it and before it's out and everything. With Blair Witch they kind of kept them hidden. So again, you didn't know if this was real or not. I mean you probably thought it wasn't. Me personally going into it. I was kind of, again, like on the fence, I watched the specials that were on TLC ahead of time and I kind of just was super was <laughs> super into it and all like I guess the mythology or whatever you want to call it of it and thought that this was great. So seeing in the theater was amazing. Um, for me, I think too that I liked that a lot of the stuff that was scary in that movie, I still find scary to this day because it was off-camera type stuff. It was sounds, it was things you didn't see and... A lot of people could say like oh they don't like that they want to see what it is but for me it's kind of like it puts it in your brain that it's more scary because you can just project your own fears onto it you know it could be like whatever you can think of in your brain so if you haven't seen the Blair Witch Project it's about a few like I guess young adults (laughs) They would be college students Um, they're going to make a documentary in the woods about them being haunted about this witch and they kind of interview people in town before they go out into the woods, and shit starts happening. Their their um, tent and stuff gets fucked with. They hear like weird shit in the night. There's <laughs> part where it's like when they're really getting messed with, which is really to me super creepy. Is there's um, a baby crying and like a child giggling, and then their their tent starts rustling, and it's like still to me one of like the most unnerving and scary things in a movie. It's really it's again it's like like because you you build it up in your mind you don't see what it is so you're thinking it's like the worst possible thing that you personally could think of um there's a lot of you know it's first person camera type views into it and I guess like the way they filmed it too was there was a lot of improvising so they would find stuff out in the woods and have like their motivation or whatever for that day but not necessarily the lines so they kind of improvised a lot of that um which shows in the movie and you do kind of get more of a sense that like they are like a little bit (laughs) unnerved probably while they're filming this you see you know it's like not necessarily method acting but they're probably in the moment because they're out in the woods filming this it probably is scary there's something that's just inherently scary thinking about being in the woods at night um it's just you know something that's in human nature or whatever right so for me it's still one of my favorite movies um classic lines (laughs) I still talk about I gave you back the map and shit like that um there is the last scene of the movie where the one guy's standing in the corner and you know because that's what the witch did would make one person stand in the corner and kill the other one so then you see like the camera just sort of get knocked down and that's it. And again um, I kind of late in the episode to be saying this but there is spoilers (laughs) for these movies so if you haven't watched them there's gonna be spoilers and you kind of need to deal with that. So the other weird thing I guess with the movie is how like I said how it was filmed it was sort of it was done in the woods over eight days and you think that like they filmed the whole movie in eight days is kind of crazy and again with found footage movies you can get away with that right because you can just sort of have cameras and the first person like point of view and the production and everything is easier to to get away with um so yeah I love Blair Witch I watched it again i watched it I feel like I almost watch it every year um but to me it holds up um because it's just people in the woods essentially right so I mean like yeah it was 19 the movie came out in 99 it was made to have been filmed in 94 People didn't really have cell phones that much back then but even still at this point if you're in the deep woods you're probably not going to get that much of a reception because depending on where it is you know there may not be towers or whatever. So I watched Blair Witch again. I loved it. Um, I recommend you watch it. The Blair Witch Project. The first one in 1999. There have been sequels um, that happens with found footage films and I think that the problem is you can't capture that magic again. So with Blair Witch, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't capture that magic again of having the build-up and, like, the way it was marketed and the documentary and stuff and the website and all that because people would just go online, they'd Google these people, they would find them and everything. Whereas back then you didn't really do that kind of thing much. And because, again, because it's already been done, you can't go back and do it because they'll be like, oh, this is just, like, Blair Witch or whatever. Um... It did have sequels the first sequel to it which was more of a regular productions type of movie was people going off of the idea that the first one really happened so these ones were going into the woods to sort of investigate the same kind of thing should happen and it was terrible i personally don't like it i think if it was like a standalone movie that wasn't a sequel marketed as a sequel to blair Witch, was just kind of something similar it would have done better or been i guess a better movie and then there was a recent one um, that came out a couple years ago that is a direct sequel with um, one of the family members going to look further. I think it was like Heather's sister or something, going to find her in the woods. Um, with that, it's again, it was good. I watched it. I don't really, you can't capture the same magic. It was good for what it was, they probably didn't need to do a sequel to it. So right off the bat, Blair Witch Project, love it, recommend you watching it if you can stomach shaky footage and i guess that's the whole point of found footage movies right is they're shaky footage um so for this one i'm not really going in order of best to worst or worst to best or anything like that i'm just going to to talk about them <laughs> talk about the movies so the next one i watched after that was quarantine uh that came out in 2008 and it is about sort of a news reporter who's following these firemen around for the night to kind of just do like a you know documentary type show or whatever and is going on calls with them and they get a call to this apartment building where shit's basically going down and once they get in there cdc kind of closes the building down they try to make them think it's like a rabies type outbreak and it just turns into total total craziness um the one thing that i wrote down from my notes about this one was I love a good drag because right at the end you know, you see the person getting dragged off the screen and that's always like a really cool part that you have in found footage movies and not so much in other movies I guess but where it's just like the low shaw on the ground where you see the person getting dragged off the screen. Um, it was pretty good. I I liked it originally when I watched it the first time and then watching it again you know I think that it was kind of Good again to watch it there wasn't a lot of stuff that stuck out to me remembering it so i was kind of like discovering it again because it had been a few years since i had seen it um the main chick in it is the chick who was dexter's sister on dexter uh deborah i want to say her name is um but yeah it was pretty good there's a lot of like creepy scenes of people like foaming at the mouth and attacking others and like biting them on the neck or whatever um, getting checked off of balconies The one guy's got his broken leg and he's getting up and he's trying to stand on it which is really gross because you see like the bone popping out um, and so yeah like there's like the outbreak in the building basically the reporter and her camera guy and like I think the firefighter guy are like the main main ones that end up surviving or whatever there was something about how there was like an infection that was spreading through through the people so they're kind of trying to like figure out where it came from in the building running up and down um and then it turns out that the one guy had like this lab with like newspaper clippings and chemical weapons and a virus and stuff so you figure that it was probably like some kind of virus that you know infected the people in the building um so you don't really know what like definitely you don't really end up getting a sense of closure in and knowing what it was and the last scene again is just like the woman being dragged off the screen but for what it was it was pretty good um, all these movies like I said all these ones were, were good ones they weren't bad found footage movies if I had to put this one on the list it'd be probably close to the bottom but it's still pretty decent um, I do believe they made a sequel to it so you know there's that to check out as well um, but I recommend watching it yeah I think it's one that's probably worth watching if you like, uh, if you like found footage movies, quarantine is not a bad one. Um, it might be on Netflix right now. I'm not positive, but if it's not, then it's easily, you know, easily found out, found somewhere. Not found out, found somewhere. <laughs> so from there, we are going to go to one that I watched twice because the first time I didn't remember that I'd watched it. Um, the house is October built, and this came out in 2014 um it's about some dudes that are going around filming um haunts as they're called i guess like haunted houses how like haunted attractions so they're not necessarily houses where it's like people do like clubs or events of like haunted stuff right um so the funny thing was i remember watching this on netflix when it came out um or like a little bit after or whatever And making a note because the one guy in it looked like a chubby Ryan Dunn um, from Jackass Fame. And I like, you know, made that mental note in and I think I'd even posted like, hey, it looks like, you know, if Ryan Dunn gained a bit of weight. Then it was like a few years later and Fear from Fearcast and FYFC Studios, we were talking about horror movies and he was basically like, oh, did you watch this movie or whatever? I'm like, oh, I don't think I've watched that. Like, I don't remember you know, hearing it or whatever. So I went through and he's like, oh, you should watch it. It's pretty good. So I went through and downloaded it and was watching it and it got through, you know, a little bit. I'm like, oh, this kind of seems familiar. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I have watched this movie. So I guess the first time I saw it, it didn't really stick in my head that I had seen it. It was It's really strange because usually I'm good at remembering movies that I've, that I've watched. But I watched it again and I, I do like it. Um, so they go around, they're trying to like find like the this big haunt or whatever they get told like there's a secret underground one there's this weird creepy girl with like this doll porcelain doll face mask with like these bits of hair sticking out that is really unnerving um and they end up getting like sort of kidnapped and brought into to this (coughs) brought into this sort of you know underground haunt type place or whatever um, they get made to think that they have been, been murdered and you kind of, I guess, end the film with not knowing like what's happened. Um, they're buried alive in coffins and it's, you know, it's super, super creepy that way. Um, to me, that is something that is totally unnerving to me as well because just having like nightmares of being buried alive is just like... Awful. Um, Anytime that's in a movie or a show, I'm like, nope, I cannot do it. I'd be out. I don't like the idea of being buried up. I'm not like super claustrophobic, but some things I'm claustrophobic about, and that's that's one of them. Um, Again, with this, I think because it's found footage and it's like a lower a lower budget one, that it was easier to do. So all the main cast just used their real first names. Which is, you know, it makes it kind of easier because you're just calling them each other by by their first names in the movie. And again, like, I I like the idea of, like, you know, the haunts or whatever. Because those are sort of, like, their own unique underground type of thing, right? So, like, people going to to these haunts, um, to haunted houses and kind of thing. And you go in there knowing that, yeah, it's not real. But you're gonna go in there and get a good scare because it tricks your brain. But then the way they like you know had this one where it is sort of like a real type thing with them being followed by the weird porcelain doll face girl and clowns and shit and like a bunny like that stuff is just super creepy. Um. So and again too like they left it off where you didn't really know what happened. Um. So I like that one. I'd recommend watching it. There is a sequel to it which is pretty good too um it's again it's not as good as the first and i find that with found footage movies when you have a sequel they don't tend to really be as good as the first one i think just in general because you can't really capture it again but i liked it i, I would definitely recommend watching it so from there we're going to move on to one that spawned a whole i guess Franchise or subgenre or whatever you want to call it the original paranormal activity. This came out in 2007 Um, I don't remember if I saw this one at the theater. I know I did see the third one Yes, the third one at the theater, but I don't remember offhand if I saw This one at the theater. I may have I don't remember Um, Paranormal activity was sort of along the lines of Blair Witch, I think, where it sort of was the resurgence of found footage movies. Blair Witch probably didn't, you know, have spawned a lot of other ones at the time, but Paranormal Activities sure did. It had a whole pile of sequels and knockoffs and spoofs (laughs) and everything else in between. Um, It's a woman who, they move into a house, like she moves into a house with her boyfriend or whatever, and he wants, is like filming stuff and then they just end up setting up like cameras and stuff because there's stuff going on and they kind of just want to record what's going on while they sleep and it turns into whole like fucked up demon type of stuff. Um, the one guy gets sort of possessed almost and then like the girlfriend is kind of possessed and it's just sort of like a weird thing that happens and to me it's always weird that like people would record themselves sleeping because I think that that would be insane. Um, As much as I'd like to see how much I toss and turn or if I do anything weird in my sleep, I am also terrified that I am going to see something on there that I cannot unsee. Basically that something is like coming around at night or I am going to have been doing something fucked up or weird shit goes on. Um, Again, with this one, it has sort of a, a vibe of, you know, you don't really think it that it's real but they have like a lot of the footage and the built-up stuff and has the ending where it's you know kind of left you're left hanging because right it's found footage movies aren't gonna have a real ending because they're found footage so at the end um, you kind of like the chicks downstairs and screams and the boyfriend goes running down you don't really see what happens to him and then like on the camera later like his body gets thrown at the camera And then she comes like stomping up into the room covered in blood and just sort of lunges at the camera and that is how it ends basically. Um, There was a whole pile of sequels. Um, The second one is I think about her sister and her sister's family so it kind of crosses over with this one because there is a point where you know she leaves or whatever and I guess she's going to visit her sister or whatever. And then the third one is like old VHS tapes of her and her sister's childhood and how they were both haunted and possessed and and whatever and then there's one where it's like actually them as kids Um, so it's like yeah there's just a lot of a lot of uh, fucked up sequels to it Um, and even ones that don't have anything to do with the other people and again for me you know the first one was good Um, second one was good third one which was like the the prequel which was like them as kids it was pretty decent Um, when it got into like the weird spin-off ones which is like the marked ones and the ghost dimension I wasn't really feeling those ones but the first one I again this one I definitely recommend seeing if you enjoy those type of ones Um, it's got a lot of like not the jump scares but I don't know what you'd call it where it's like it's the long shot and you know something's gonna happen and you're like sort of waiting for it and waiting to see it and then it's like you're kind of like okay is it going to be in this corner is going to be that thing that moves what what's it going to be and so it'll be like something running by or something falling off in the background there's like one scene in the kitchen where like all the shit comes flying out of the cupboards kind of deal and you know those those are easy to do and found footage it's it's really easy to do jump scares and those long drawn out shots where you don't know what's going to happen um especially the way the paranormal activity ones were done where it's sort of surveillance camera and the house style found footage it's a lot easier to have that kind of stuff you don't have to have someone running around following someone with the camera or sort of shooting their own you know documentary Menu style movie it's just the the security footage from the house i don't think it's bad but you know it's not my favorite um <laughs> so yeah i'd recommend watching it um I'd recommend watching Paranormal Activity the first couple um, once it gets into the weird spin-offs. probably not unless you like them unless you're into that sort of thing me personally I'm not a fan of them so I didn't really get into them as much um, but because this was such a big a big draw um, and it was actually one of the cheaper ones to make so just looking at it actually had a budget of $15,000 and it made $193 million at the box office so you know it's they probably just paid for security cameras and rented the house and just sort of acted that way. So it was really, really easy to do. Um, I guess the other good thing about found footage movies is a lot of them do have practical effects just because they don't really have the budget for special effects. And I love practical effects so that's kind of cool. This one definitely, there wasn't really a lot going on other than like crap flying around on the screen right? So I mean it's kind of, kind of a different thing. So from there we're going to move on to one that i hadn't actually seen before and watched for the first time um it's a near one it is called as above so below it's 2014 it's on netflix right now and i'd actually scrolled past it a few times and was like i don't know but it was recommended um, by fear from fyfc so i thought i would check it out and i actually really dug it um as far as far as found footage go it actually had like a plot and a story and that was really cool. Um Most other found footage like I said it's either just like oh there's a haunting and it's just footage of a haunting or it's just like you know a house is October built so it's like oh we're just going to check out haunted houses and then shit happens kind of deal. Blair Witch. Oh we're just going into the woods and shit happens. This one actually had like a story and plot and background and everything and it was really really cool. So I was following like this one chick around. She's got her camera guy with her because she's making this documentary about searching for the philosopher's stone which is part of alchemy which to me every time i think of alchemy i think of full metal alchemist the anime because i loved it and it was sort of my first you know time diving into the whole alchemy sort of mythology or whatever like history surrounding it so it always makes me think of that um but this is searching for the philosopher's stone which is sort of like the key to eternal life but usually comes at a cost of being made from people or blood or something like that usually, right? Um, so this woman is going around trying, trying to find that. And she's like reading this old journal and stuff. And it's really cool because it takes place in the catacombs in Paris. Which is like a really cool place that I've always wanted to go. Um, I mean it's really weird to think that under the streets of Paris there's just tunnels lined with people's bones and skulls and just like all these crazy hidden tunnels and I always think it's cool to think of ideas of like having these secret underground tunnels under cities that you don't know that people are down there wandering around and you got to wonder like whose bones are these down there how did they get down there you know don't their families care do the spirits have unrest because they're (laughs) because they're down in like a hole under the ground um so you get that whole aspect from it so it's you know this chicken used to go down there she finds like a couple other dudes to sort of lead her down there as well as like an ex-boyfriend of hers to help her decipher the symbols and stuff so they start you know going exploring the underground and to me again that brings in my my whole claustrophobic thing where it's just like as much as i like the ideas and think it's cool to go exploring i don't want to be in a cave because i can't have that Quick access to get out if I needed to. It's like you, once you're down there, you're sort of down there till you're done being down there. With the catacombs, it's the same kind of thing. Once you go down there, you're sort of down there until you get your find your way out. You can't just be like, I'm done. I want to leave. Um, so that kind of <laughs> brings up that panic in me. Um, there was one part where they had to crawl through bones this pile of bones so it was like this little space between the pile of bones and the roof and the one guy gets stuck and kind of starts to panic and I would start to panic too Um, because it's just it's terrifying you think you're like I don't want to be trapped and die in a pile of bones like that's fucked up Um, so looking up at it too it was actually filmed in the catacombs which is really cool that they got permission to be down there Um, I don't think like most other films that are filmed supposedly in the catacombs or whatever aren't usually actually filmed in there so that was really cool and it's all it's not all but it's a lot of it's kind of based off of Dante's Inferno so the classic literature of Dante's Inferno with all the different circles of hell and as they're going through it's kind of like mentioned when they get to one spot or whatever but it's basically is like going through all the different circles of hell so they get to this one spot where they actually find the Philosopher's Stone um they kind of if you know like they have to go through these tunnels and a few of them end up dying and stuff and it's supposed to be like you really think it is hell down there and then they get to this one spot where they're like okay well we have to go back because the stone wasn't a real stone it was like an opposite stone so the way they go and are like you know going back for it or whatever they're coming out and it's like the opposite so they're going back through like a mirrored version of how they went down originally so instead of like You know climbing up to get out they actually have to climb down because it's a mirrored version of how they got there it's really it's really cool to see and it's really i think really well done and then eventually when they get out it's like a hole up or sorry it's a hole down that they go through that ends up being like coming up like the original hole so it's i think it's really real really well done um i'd recommend watching it i really liked it i really liked the story of it i was really surprised that the story was really good and for me like that's kind of like I don't know if it's my thing lately as I'm getting older what I want for movies but I want good stories I love I love me to death my 80s slashers you know Freddy and Jason and Michael Myers and Chucky and everything I love those to death but at this point I want a good story I don't want a story that takes 45 minutes to get to the plot I hate those movies with a passion if your movie's an hour and a half and it takes 45 minutes to even hit the plot why are you making this movie you just have a lot of filler and a lot of crap that you didn't need to put into the movie that's what I personally think 10 minutes in some shit needs to be happening we need to be getting somewhere at this point this movie is really good it has the backstory with the alchemy with Dante's Inferno being in the catacombs of Paris I think that like they could have almost not even did it as a found footage movie they could have just did it as a regular movie um it had a five million dollar budget they probably could have just made a regular movie and not giving it that found footage spin. It didn't need it. I don't think it needed to have that found footage spin to it. Um, but I think that, you know, it worked out, I guess. <laughs> I liked it. I, you know, I would definitely recommend seeing it because it's amazing. And like I guess I saw on Netflix now, it's, you know, if you like found footage movies and you like ones that are a bit different with stories and plots and like background to them, it is definitely one that's worth watching. So. Those are sort of my found footage movies that I did for this summer horror a marathon. I know summer's kind of coming to an end. I had to take a few weeks off because I had a wicked summer cold where I basically lost my voice and it was insane. Um, that was the main part of having the cold was losing my voice for a week and then having a horrible cough for a week. And I'm like, I can't record a podcast when I don't have a voice. And I can't record a podcast when I'm coughing every 30 seconds. So, getting back into it now. But I have been watching horror movies. I watched these while I was... I guess off from recording I've been watching more so there's going to be another one coming soon and it's not just you know summer of horror it is going to continue into the fall and probably until at least Halloween I think as far as I go um I'm really just feel like watching horror movies at this point I watch other movies in between but kind of all I really want to do is, (laughs) is watch horror movies so I've got a few other um marathons lined up you know at least like two or three of them for sure before Halloween um, so you can look forward to those um, yeah and if there's any horror movies you think that I should just watch like one-off ones in general you can let me know so reach out to me on social media Cherry Cyanide is my new handle um, the cyanide has two ends. the extra end is for extra awesome everything is on littlegeekloss.com so you can find this podcast my blog, costumes um, I check out the costumes link where I do all my cool Costume makeup, so there, there's going to be like horror type makeup on there um, for you to check out as well. And yeah, um, let me know if there's any other you know ideas for for marathons that you wanna you wanna watch, or you think that I should watch. I think that the next one I'm probably gonna do is witches because I'm kind of feeling that vibe, um, feeling the Wiccan vibe lately. So that's probably what the next one is going to be but as well you can check this out I know this is sort of scattered Um, I need to redo my outro but I haven't done it yet so I'm just going to do it on this episode so uh, the podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Podcast Addict any other podcast catching app or whatever you may have you can also find it right on my website littlegeekloss.com the posts that go along with it Um, I am a sponsor of a local horror film fest in October in town called Terror in the Bay. So you should check them out on Facebook. There will be the link to them in my show notes. Um, Yeah, Summer of Horror. I'm digging it. Hopefully you're digging it. (laughs) Hopefully it's a vibe that you're feeling. Um, So you can let me know how you're digging on social media or if there's ones that you think that I should watch or check out or if you ended up watching these because, you know, I talked about them and liked them or didn't like them. If something there is that you didn't like about them, you can let me know that as well. So, uh, thanks for listening.